0: never born. Men come to me to learn their fate. What they don't learn is that I'm the one pulling the strings. Zoraida. As long as people have dreamed, they have been terrified by their nightmares. These ghosts that lurk in shadows exist just beyond the thin veil that separates this world from another. Nightmares are real. Humans have always had the subconscious ability to peer through this boundary, but with the opening of the breach of the Great Barrier, man must now face the deadly reality of those nightmares, the Neverborn. The creatures that stalk the ruined city of Malifaux are terrible monsters that brutally prey on the newly arrived residents of this land. The Neverborn take many shapes, from the giant-winged Nephilim to the small murderous gremlins. Some are deceptively similar in appearance to humans, able to walk amongst them, and these are by far the most dangerous as their unknown designs are far more subtle and far-reaching. Where many Neverborn are satisfied by grisly, indulgent murder, these human-looking monsters wage a campaign of terror on mankind through grand, organized raids and clever attacks on human settlements. They, too, are not above the occasional indulgent murder. The origin of these creatures is uncertain. Many believe that they are created by some malign force, and thus they were dubbed Neverborn to help mankind explain away their complete lack of human empathy and mercy. Slowly, however, as the mysteries of Malifo are revealed, as its great libraries are translated, people have been granted glimpses of understanding into the past. The appearance of monsters in this world seems linked to a great cataclysm occurring ages ago that transformed it from a place not unlike Earth into the ruined splendor seen today. These cataclysm marked the death of a world ruled by logic and reason, replacing it with one fraught within passion, madness, and death. The Neverborn are the people of this new age. A people completely foreign and unknowable by man. Savage and ruthless, they are prone to fits of murderous madness and capable of incredible violence. Beyond that, they are creatures possessed of a terrible secret, of sins committed in the distant past. They have endured the death of this world and will not tolerate man's trespass. The Guild has tried everything possible to diminish the Neverborn threat willing to deputize anyone. The guild frequently sends groups of hunters on Neverborn raids. Most of these deputies fail to survive their first encounter. The Ortega family, with their matriarch, Perdita, has proven the most effective deterrent of Neverborn proliferation. This family is credited with dozens of slain monsters, and their success has led to a sort of fame among the people of Malifaux. These are the heroes that the people idolize and the Neverborn, despite their best efforts, just can't seem to get rid of. When people think of Malifaux and the Neverborn, it is Lilith and her brood that are often described. The Nephilim are terrifying monsters, some brutal behemoths, other small and vicious, childlike creatures. Lilith herself is a mercurial creature, calm and seductive one moment, furious the next. Lilith was the first Neverborn to ever give her name. Her appearance and the wicked intelligence she demonstrates in battle revolutionized human opinion of the Neverborn. It was not considered previously that these monsters might be intelligent. The revelation that these creatures may have a culture and society of their own implied that they had a specific agenda they were pursuing in their campaign of terror against humans. Lilith is a leader in that campaign of terror. She is regularly listed by the Guild as the number one most wanted, often trading places on wanted posters, her bounty steadily climbs as her attacks become more brazen and destructive. Her primary goal seems to lay in maximizing casualties during her raids and to sow as much terror as possible before disappearing into the shadows once again. Lilith is Malifaux's boogeyman. Parents fill their children's heads with grim tales of her exploits, and those children stay put in their beds at night for fear that Lilith will come and take them away. Whenever the story of a neverborn raid appears in the paper, one can bet it was perpetrated by Nephilim. This populous brood of Lilith appear in a wide variety of sizes. What begins life as a tiny, bothersome imp can grow into a mighty-winged nightmare. There are theories that the life cycle of these creatures is contingent on the carnage they cause, Several eyewitness accounts report Nephilim visibly growing in size during an attack, some even sprouting wings from their back, while consuming a helpless victim. Reports vary widely, however, with others claiming that these creatures breathe fire, eat metal, and vanish into mist. Still, the rapid growth of these monsters remains of interest to researchers searching for a way to combat this threat. Of particular note, is this creature's unique blood chemistry, black blood never encountered in any other creature. Tests suggest this blood is far more efficient than the red blood found in humans and other mammals. Further, a cell has been identified in this black blood that seems to cannibalize red blood, leading researchers to speculate that it isn't the carnage that is the catalyst for Nephilim growth, but the consumption of human blood. The threat of Neverborn is obvious in the terrible creatures that stalk the wilds. These monsters have claws and fangs and are full of hate and rage. While these monsters are undeniably dangerous, it is the more human-like creatures, such as Pandora, that represent the greater threat to people in Malifo. Pandora, like many of the Neverborn seen in her presence, is almost indistinguishable from a typical human. Her sweet appearance gives her an ability to walk the streets of Malifaux undisturbed, to pursue the terrible agendas of her kind without obstacle. Her innocuous image makes the horrible violence she is capable of all the more disturbing. More than violence, Pandora is capable of taking hold and twisting the emotions of man. In her wake, she spreads sorrow and despair, her voice destroying hope. Her victims cower before her, drowning in their own insecurities, When she comes to them, they often beg for the release of death. Many people who arrive in Malifaux make mention of its oppressive atmosphere, how this place seems to inspire intolerance and melancholy. Some have speculated that it is this creature, Pandora, who holds the city beneath her veil of despair. Her agents, known as Woes, walk amongst us, and through their influence, they turn men against each other, Theirs are the whispers that inspire jealousy, greed, and murder. Candy is the woe of innocence corrupted. One of the first woes unleashed when Pandora opened the box. Candy's time walking the city streets has deepened her hatred of the human filth populating Malafo. When not lending her talents to a neverborn crew, Candy prowls Malafo's alleyways in search of new daddies to punish candy's diminutive size powdered face and rugged cheeks are as much a part of her arsenal as the pair of rusty shears she carries hidden amongst the sticky sweets and sours in her basket she is adept at turning her victims darkest desires against them their own guilt and regret becoming her most lethal allies Cade is the woe of innocence lost His impish features and innocent aura disguise a malicious spirit, one never tempered by a parent's unconditional love and gentle guidance. Cade lives in the moment, his immediate whim guiding his actions. Be they delighting in another's good fortune, or bearing a knife in someone's back over some imagined slight. Where other woes turn their victims' base motivations against their owners, K draws his in by playing on their sense of kindness and decency, relishing the dawning horror on their faces the instant he betrays them. The most numerous of the woes. Sorrows exude their namesake emotion, thriving on the seeds of depression and futility they plant in others, then feeding on the corrupt results. Their depressive aura is palpably stronger than the oppressive atmosphere Malifaux is known for, forcing even the cheeriest disposition into a self-flagellating spiral of inadequacy and shattered esteem. Sorrows seem attracted to despair, draining the spirits from those they come into contact with and emptying them of their desire to live. Even when taking action against a sorrow, individuals in close proximity find themselves seeing the uselessness of it all, slowly succumbing to feel What the sorrows feel. Nothing at all. Many of a superstitious nature believes Areda is synonymous with her evil eye. Someone who not only reads the fate of others, but destroys it as well. Her lonely life in the outskirts of this dark city, amongst terrible creatures, has some purpose that most refuse to dwell on for fear of catching her attention. She lives in the bogs around the city, and occasionally lovelorn young men or adventurers seeking fortune venture to her for a glimpse at their lives to come through her cards. No creature in Malifo better understands the mechanisms of fate. She is present where destiny dictates, at events of great import that shape the future of this land. Her complex designs stretch far and wide, tugging at the skein of fate and manipulating people and events much like a puppeteer. Her influence can be felt throughout the city, though she is rarely seen. When the hairs on one's neck prickle or a chill runs down their spine, it is attributed to the hag's gaze. She is out there, and she is watching. Hey everyone, it's Alex, one more time. If you liked this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review us. Do you want to stay in touch? We'd love to hear from you. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Soul Story Pod. The cast is on Twitter as well. You can find Moose at Moosifo, Spencer at Spare Bear the Meek, Bam Bam at Hot Bam with three M's, Logan at K O T L of the Light, and you can find me, your Fate Master, at Roll for Alex.